Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, we have with us Amber Liliestrom. Amber is a business mentor, branding expert, author, and speaker. Her work has been featured by Forbes, Entrepreneur, Mind Valley, and Working Mother Magazine. She is the host of the Amber Liliestrom podcast and author of books, Master Your Money Mind, and Paddle Home. So welcome, Amber. Hello, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thank you for being here. And uh, I know that we were just chatting briefly before, and I know that you had just come off of an incredible event and just all the content that you have been putting out there for uh, just really empowering women to to own themselves, to really become that the the best and highest quality and version of themselves. And that is that confident woman that we really just seek internally to become that woman. So I'm I would love to hear more about you and your journey and your story and kind of how you really got into this line of work and all the goodness that you you do to really serve women. Yeah, sure. So I began my career in entrepreneurship uh, when my daughter was born eight and a half years ago from when we're having this conversation. It was on the heels of a near-death experience, which was a pretty jarring journey, but also a a very powerful invitation to say, you know, you know what you want to do and you've known for a while and you have, you're not doing it. And now you just got woken up, right? You've got this experience that just shook you awake to say, you know, life is short and now you have a daughter who's here. And as we know, as moms, our kids are this incredible sort of like hourglass, you know, like the, the, the sands of time are ticking through it. And you watch your kid grow up before your eyes. And what I knew was I wanted to go build a coaching business. I wanted to go build a different kind of business than what I was doing in my corporate career. And I also very equally, if not way more, wanted to be home with my daughter and not miss the moments I couldn't get a replay on. And so that was like this pinnacle moment in 2013 when I became a mom when Ani was born. But, you know, what led up to that was a lifetime of learning, you know, and really developing skills and developing courage and meeting myself and learning myself and um, becoming who I needed to become in order to actually make that leap. And I think that's an important thing to talk about because oftentimes we hear these stories around, you know, you have this big dramatic thing. You had this near-death experience and now your daughter's here and you leave and you launch this business and, you know, you get your first client and you quit your corporate career. That was a decade-long career. I was, you know, a few seats away from being the athletic director um, at a Division One institution. You know, I was at the top of my game as a sport marketing professional and I walked away from it. Okay. That's like shocking and jarring. And oh my gosh, like who does that? That's, you must be some sort of amazing person that has some sort of superpower to be able to do that. And I am amazing and I do have superpowers just like we all do in our own ways. But I had been training for that moment my whole life. And what did that look like? It looked like being a five-year-old who was testifying in front of a a grand jury against my abuser. Uh, It looked like going to therapy for my entire childhood, trying to, you know, unravel the wounds of being a, a survivor of sexual abuse. It looked like becoming a division one soccer player at the age of nine, deciding 
that I was going to have to get a scholarship because mom and dad couldn't afford to send me to college. And I didn't want to put that burden on them because they were already so stressed out all the time anyway. And I would just figure it out. So I did. Then becoming the captain because that was part of my my dream. Then getting this job, right? And then getting a promotion every two years and working tirelessly in order to do that. Like the things that nobody sees. Sitting in the meetings and writing every single thing down that everybody said when I was new in my profession because I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have any training for the job that I received other than I was an amazing leader and I had great relationships, right? It was being a sport marketing professional and quickly realizing that my terror of public speaking and speaking to crowds and yelling to crowds was just not going to cut it in this job. And I was going to have to figure out how to do it. And I'd have to be in these very uncomfortable positions over and over and over again and continue to source different experiences from my life of like the courage that I had as a five-year-old, the courage that I had, you know, to stand on the line in a playoff game when I had no playing time and nobody wanted to take the penalty kick and then saying, I'll take it because I knew that I could be the person who could handle making it or missing it. Right. And so it's like all of these things that we develop over time help carve us into who we are, um, having compassion, having a, a, a tender heart, being strong, breaking, you know, coming through injuries. I had three huge knee surgeries um, in my late teens, early 20s with my knee as a soccer, you know, a high level soccer player with overuse injuries. And every single time I had to relearn how to bend my leg and walk again. And those are hours and hours and hours of like meeting myself, learning myself, working through all of the mindset stuff that comes up, right? With this, like real, these big challenges. And so systematically, like you look at this, okay, in 2013, it's like this big rocket ship moment, you, 2022, standing on Keisha's stage at Empower Her Live doing a keynote and, and, you know, having a standing ovation at the end of it as the first speaker of the day. Okay. You look at these moments and go, wow, that's amazing. But you can't discount or discredit the journeys we've all had to get to where we are. And it's, it's all cumulative and compounding and it's important. And so I want to just say here, like to this audience, I, I invite you to just maybe hit pause here and think for a moment, like what training that you may not characterize as training have you been doing for all of these decades that have led you to where you are today that have perfectly positioned you to be able to take that next leap or just say yes to that next big move that you've been wanting to make like don't discredit the the full body of work and preparation that is your life oh my gosh that's incredible i mean just your story i'm jotting notes down and it's like you know how many times do we just look at our story or our past or the things that have, you know, happened to us and we can become that victim of our circumstances and really just, it, it holds us back and we can minimize this life that we're destined for. And it's about, like you said, you know, really kind of just owning it. And I like, mm -hmm. I love how you talked about at the beginning of that, becoming the woman that you wanted to be like, it was this practice, this preparation yeah. that life is constantly in the works and it's happening for us. If we choose to see all the good that, that does come out of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you mentioned about superpowers and how many of us discount or dismiss that we even have a superpower. 
you know, I, I mean, I resonated with so much of what you were saying, because sometimes even in my own story, I minimize, I'm like, oh, well, that's just, you know, not a big deal, or you play it small, but it's like, all those small things that one would discount add up to the bigger things that are monumental and make you who you are. And I love that you, you own that. And, you know, that's your message is like, it doesn't matter where you came from. It's the woman you're becoming in this preparation. Yes. A hundred percent. Nailed it. For sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as, as you continue this, this journey, and you're unfolding and and becoming this woman, what were some of the things that you really started to see like transpire or unfold? And you're like, oh my goodness, this is this is like happening. Like- mm. You know, I, it's it, it's funny. Sometimes I think we can just get so mired in the doing, right? And in the creation process. And, and also still wrestling with our own inner demons that we don't this idea of making it isn't a thing until you have a mirror, whether you have a coach or mentor or a friend or a loved one who says, Hey, you know, and I can think of my, my beloved friend, Rachel Campfield, she's one of my best friends. She's the most amazing person for this where she'll, she'll say like, Hey, a like, look, remember, you know, she's so good at like being this sort of time capsule for me to remind me of where we were and like what we were doing. And then leading up into this next thing and being like driving in the car to the event you know, with the flower arrangements in the back and like ready to go do the thing and thinking about like, remember the blue dress? Like she always says this to me. Remember the blue dress was my first photo shoot. Oh, could just make me cry. And it's like, yeah, like the, we all have the blue dress moment where we take this big leap and we book the photographer and we're like, I'm like doing the poses. And I don't know, like, I feel like a total fraud out here with my little blue dress on, but, but I'm going for it because there's a story that needs to be told. And I, I think that to your question, when we're in it, I don't, I don't think that we can see it. I don't think that we even notice it. And, and, and then it's like, but again, with the cumulative compounding effect, and I think just with aging, you know, I'm 41 now and I I'm on the other side of my thirties. Like that's a big deal in the context of a life. Like when you really think about that, I really break it down. It's like every year is really important, but also when you look at decades, it's like, I've lived through all these decades now. And my 30s were this time of giving birth to my daughter and then then grappling with the story of infertility and like really coming to the completion of my fertility at 39 sadly and not conceiving another child and but also but but conceiving my business right and birthing my business and building this business and building this house you know my business paid for this home that we live in here on this lake like building this legacy. So my business, I birthed that and it did all these things. And I also birthed this new version of myself who could cross over the threshold of my forties and like really grieve a lot of things that needed to be grieved over. And then transitioning into this next chapter of adopting our son in 2022 at the beginning of this year and um, becoming an adoptive mom and having a relationship with his birth mom and like now being a, a, a new mom again at 40. And then learning all I learned, right. And like having a nine-year-old and having a seven month old at the same time. And just like, and having this business that is now, you know, going to be nine years old in this next year, just all these things. I just think it's so, it's so magical to be alive and to have historical, like have some historical perspective. I think it's just so powerful. Like your timeline is so relevant and there's so much in there. You know, I think like I shared a couple snippets in sort of a disjointed but meaningful way in this interview so far. But there's also 
so much more, right? When I think about overcoming an eating disorder and getting divorced in my 20s and rebuilding my life and everything in between, you know, like healing my my wound, my mother wound and evolving my relationship with my my mom. And wow, there's just, there's so much there and it's all so relevant in who I get to be when I stand on that stage or I sit in this chair having this conversation with you or, you know, wake up in the morning early, early and and give my son a bottle. It's like, it's all connected in this landscape of who we want to be. And our work is part of that. But there's like a bigger work, right, at play here in terms of who we want to be as people and what our soul lessons are and who we're evolving to be in this lifetime. And that's the part where I just get really excited about how much lighter I feel, you know, energetically and in my story of myself. And it's just like not so much trips me up anymore around this old ideology, which I carried for so many years. And I'm and I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but there were like decades in which I really thought I was like a bad person. And I had to really work through that around this, like this lie. But that I think is a, a, survi- a survivor of abuse that can become a storyline for a lot of us. And I, I had to do this beautiful deep healing work to free myself to realize like, that was such a lie. It was such a lie and it wasn't your fault. And you didn't, you didn't need to do that. But, but look at all the great work you did to get to the place where you got to own that transformation yourself. That's such a gift, you know, when it gets to be of your own accord and your own ownership. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And and I'm sitting here like literally getting chills because I was thinking as, as you're sharing all that and I'm, and I'm bringing pieces of my story into play and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you and I have so much in common in that regard. And so uh, several years back when I kind of started my own journey of, of healing fitness and self-love, um, you know, also, you know, struggling with, with eating disorders. I was a former fitness competitor. So that constant chase of perfection, is it enough? Am I enough? And so it really forced me to take that step back and look at my past. Like, how did I even get here? Mm-hmm. What brought me to this point that really was like, is this, is this really my life? This is, this is awful. And so it took owning that past and, you know, confronting, you know, a, a sexual abuse as well. And so I, I didn't realize how much that was even holding me back. And so when we did that, that like inner work and, you know, bringing on like therapists and coaches and mentors to really help with that inner being so that it heals and it becomes free and it becomes alive again to begin mm. again. And that was like the greatest gift that I can give myself. And so listening to you share that, I was just reminded of that because sometimes we we take that for granted as we continue throughout this journey like oh but I'm not that person anymore but yet right. you're still pieces of her and they show up yeah. in different areas of your life to remind you that there's yeah. still work to be done yes yeah. yes and and isn't it like what I think is so fascinating and cool is the ways that we emotionally learn how to protect ourselves so that we can continue to survive. And I, I think that, you know, like disassociation, all these things, oftentimes like I'm the queen of disassociation and in a physical body that has endured enormous pain with every, like every medical thing of my life. I just think back to it and I go, whoa, you know, what an amazing strategy that I had access to for all that time. You know, I don't, I don't like put that down and I don't judge it. I just say that what an intelligent being to protect herself in the ways that she really needed to, that she really needed to in order to get to the place where she was able to accept the healing work. Because, you know, we're 
all of us are out here just doing our best. We're out here surviving. And the inner world is, I, I mean, I, I have yet to meet a person, frankly, who has had the pathway, the childhood, all of that. That's like, you know, sort of like utopian. Like it just doesn't exist. We're all human beings doing the best we can in a world that is also has forgotten the truth, right? About what love is and about what's what magic there is in each of us that we're all miracles. You know, I was saying this on stage that we are each, every one of us, the result of 4 billion years of unbroken lineage. And the probability of your existence is like this crazy statistic of if you even were to like you, it's like hard to even break this down, but it's the population of San Diego. If all of those people at the same time rolled a 1 trillion sided dice and it landed on the exact same number. That's the probability of you as your individual Rachel Brooke self existing. And, and it's like, what? That doesn't even make sense. But the, the bottom line is, is that each of us is a miracle. And the fact that we got here, like the fact that I'm sitting in this chair at 41 years young, right? Having this conversation with all the things that I've been through to be able to talk about these topics in this exact divine moment that we're having this conversation is miraculous. It's all a miracle. And when you start to shift your life into that framework and realize like, I'm being called to create something that's never existed before that's coming through me for some reason or another that I can't quite shake and I can't put down, instead of judging that or questioning it, what if you started looking at it as if it was a, it was a miraculous thing and that it was part of the divine unfolding and what you're actually meant to do in this life? Like, how would you move differently if you were able to adopt that truth instead? Right. And, and I think, you know, a lot of that comes with the, that peace and that freedom that we're actually after, but we don't really realize that. And that's that inner, inner knowing and that inner peace that we gift to ourselves. So a lot of times, like Mm -hmm. you said, I mean, we, we don't realize this and it's, it's taking that pause and realizing in you of one person in this giant world is so small in the grand scheme of things. And it's like, what can we do today to make our life intentional, to mean something, to, to impact others, to, to love, to serve, to, to really be what we're here for. And I think, you know, one of the things that I, I, as part of my takeaway from my journey was like, there was so much of that focus on self And that self became the suffering of what I lived in because I was constantly reliving the past, trying to break free when it was about facing the past and setting it free. And that's where the detachment and you said about like disassociation, like that was that that's big for me. Like I can I can do that. Like that's part of my defense mechanism. Yeah. Part of the trauma, the healing. I can just shut down and shut out. And it's easy for me. But yet it's not conducive. It's not, it's not really where I want to be. But yeah, I think just overall, it's like, we, we kind of have to take a step back from ourselves to see that bigger picture where we can really step in and find that purpose with intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spot on. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is a a conversation that I didn't know it was going to get that deep, but you know, we can go a little bit deep on that aspect. And it's something that, um, you know, just as through our conversation just really reminded me of that. So I want to thank you for, you know, giving me that space to sometimes be intentional and remind it. 
And so I was listening to one of your your recent episodes and it was the self-regulation and creating stability and and mm-hmm. how much that really landed with me. And uh, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I think we are all experiencing this season, the season that feels like we need so much change in our life and letting that go so that we can, again, find that inner peace, find that stability, find that freedom. And it all starts within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think... Most of us are operating with really dysregulated central nervous systems. And, you know, if you think about it, just like in a really base level, if a toddler is having a meltdown, they are dysregulated. There's something going on for them that is causing dysregulation. And if you think about like, how do you soothe a, a small child who's completely losing their shit, right? How do you do that, right? Like you're, you're not going to yell at them. You're not going to criticize them and tell them to be quiet. You're not going to, you know, like dangle the thing that they want in front of them and pull it back. Right. And in a lot of cases, as we see desperate mothers on planes, it's like they give them the iPad or they give them the candy or they give them the thing because they're like, oh, my gosh. And what happens is that kid gets that little dopamine hit. They get that that coping mechanism is handed to them. And now they now they can regulate with it. They can soothe with it. And you see how that's a mirror for the eating disorder. That's a mirror for eating sugar. That's a cigarette, that's smoking pot, that's drinking alcohol, that's that's numbing out on a phone, that's, you know, pornography for some people, like, you know, whatever, like insert whatever coping mechanism is here. For me, it was over-exercising and under-eating, right? And like what those sensations felt like for me. And so I was just able to self-medicate that way. And so this isn't a conversation about even about addiction or or criticizing methodologies. It's just an acknowledgement that when we are dysregulated, all we want to do is feel better. And so we learn strategies that have an external focus, right? Locus of control that then help us soothe ourselves in the moment and then ultimately have more of a desired feeling within our physical bodies. And so I think about this in this sort of grander scheme around specifically like my female entrepreneur clients who are in their freeze response very often and their flight response very often, and their fawn response very often when it comes to creating what it is that they want to create and not being able to. And I think this really intersects with what you're talking about here on The Confident Woman, right? It's like, we can say all day, like, you be confident, sister, like, be confident, get embodied. But when I'm dysregulated, no amount of, like, in pump up or infusion is going to help me, like, access confidence, right? Like that's, that's too far of a leap. That lily pad is way too far away for me to get to. I'm going to fall in the water. And so it's like, we have to learn our own strategies for regulation, for learning about how to create stability in our systems so that we feel safe. And this is a much bigger topic, a much bigger conversation that other people who are much more qualified to like really dive in on therapists and the like. But um, obviously I've spent a lot of time in doing this work and learning a lot about this because I coach clients intimately and they're wondering why their businesses aren't growing. The reality is it has nothing to do with your content not being good quality or you not being worthy of sales or whatever. It's about all the subconscious programming that is keeping you safe because that's what you're craving. You want safety, stability, and security. Deep down, that's what we all want to feel. And we can't become confident if we don't think and feel in our bones that we're safe in some way, shape, or form. So my question to this community is, where is that? Is this ringing a bell for you? And how can you create more stability 
in your environment, in your world? Like, what is it that you need to work on? And as you know, because I can feel you receiving it as I'm talking to you, like you doing that deep healing inner work. There's no way the former version of you would be able to sit here at a microphone and call herself the confident woman and have a book behind her and be like sharing on a podcast that anybody in the world could listen to. Is that, would you agree with me on that? 100%. And anyone who actually knew me would be like, no, I've only met you as this version. I was like, this version of me came out of the, the version before. That's right. It was a fight. It was a struggle. Yeah. And, and it was, was like terror to be seen, right? Oh, yeah. The only way you could be seen was in that sparkly bikini with the the tan and the perfect abs and the Lulu pants on the Stairmaster at freaking 5 a.m., right? With her <laughs> Tupperware chicken sitting in the locker room waiting for her. With tears in my eyes, like, why am I doing this? And I, yeah. and, I and I didn't understand why I was doing it until well later. But oh, my goodness, you just nailed it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so this this is the invitation it is thinking about, oh, wow, I do have those triggers. Like how many of you, when you're like, I have to create something or I want to write something. And then suddenly you find yourself 20 minutes later, just scrolling on TikTok or Instagram. You're like, what am I doing? Oh, you're so smart. You're, you're literally, your, your intelligent being is soothing you and helping you feel better. I mean, truly, even though you're like, but I don't feel better, Amber. And it's like, but you do on a small level for like just a few minutes. It's like it's helping your system to feel stabilized. So let's just start getting curious instead of judging ourselves, because as we know, judgment is just criticism and judgment are not helpful. They literally don't do anything productive for us other than raise the flag for us to look at something with more intent, with more clarity right? It's like, oh, okay, this is giving me the uh, magnifying glass to see that this is something for me that I get to look at this. And, you know, the truth is, is like our best creation, creativity, art requires a feeling of safety. I mean, it feel a, a, a sense of stability and being in business, creating programs, creating content, all of those things is art. It's a form of art. It's a form of creative expression. And so if you're not getting the results you want in your business at the moment or on your social accounts or whatever it is that you're doing, I, I would ask you how you're feeling in your system. Do you feel safe and stable? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel scared when you put it up that somebody's going to say something and you're like, oh, I don't know. Are you somebody who chronically deletes content once you put it up? You know, these are, again, they're not judgments, but they're, they're investigations to get more information to support ourselves in getting the support that we need or giving ourselves permission to actually just start doing some of that inner work in a deeper way to create a, a broader capacity and, and more stability. Yes. And, and like sometimes when we're, when we're trying to explore that area, we might not even realize this. And so bringing that awareness to, to the front level is just, it's, it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself too. like self-awareness is huge. Like yeah. w- without that, we don't, we're just blindly going through life and going through the motions because like you said, we're, we're looking constantly for that, that soothing, the, the safety, the, the, you know, security aspect of it, where if we don't stop to think why we do what we do, we're just going to be continuing on autopilot. We're not getting the results that we want. We're not doing the things that we dreamt of. And we're sitting there watching other people take action and all the things that you're letting pass by. Um, And so, you know, a lot of these things were like really, kind of hit you, hit you in the, in the gut kind of feeling. And that was exactly where I was like, why was this happening? And, you know, I would feel this like 
twinge of resentment and guilt. And then there's a shame you slap on it and it becomes this toxic recipe of disaster. And it's like the self-sabotage, you know, spiral down and, and you become like, Oh, you know, what was me? And it's like, when you stop that pattern, it's like, you intentionally were just like, no, that's enough. Like you feel yourself going down that, that path. And so correcting that course through that self-awareness, it's like, you could find yourself kind of going down that path again, but nipping it before it gets out of control. Um, and so what were some of the the ways that you can find, you know, tips or strategies too, when you kind of feel yourself maybe being pulled that direction, or maybe they're in that direction right now? Yeah, such a great, great question. Um, I think the first thing is, as you said earlier, you know, like really, once you feel that sensation, hit the pause button, and then invoke curiosity. So get curious about, oh, wait, what's going on here? And see, it's difficult to judge oneself and be curious at the same time. You can't do those two things at the same time. And so if there's a, you know, a habit of self-judgment, just refrain for a moment, get curious about what's coming up, even if it's the judgment. Like, why am I, why am I judging right now? Like invoke curiosity. Curiosity is an amazing tool. Mm-hmm. and wander around a little bit. Oh, this is so interesting. You know, you can do some different writing exercise and ask yourself like, what's coming up for me? And then write as they, there's another exercise that acts as a different part of your subconscious brain and it's using your non-dominant hand and then re- answering the question with your non-dominant hand. It won't be comfortable for my perfectionists, but it will potentially open some things for you that might be, that you wouldn't access in just the sort of rote memory of using your other hand. So I think that curiosity, and then it's like, oh, okay, observe what comes forward. Pay attention to what comes forward. Take note of what comes forward. And then here's the layering effect, right? Get curious about that. And you could just spend all day, like just in this sort of pattern of getting curious, allowing things to come up, getting curious. And then I think there's this really powerful tool, this aspect of like surmising, okay, wow, look at that feels really familiar. My mentor, Rosemary Bradison, always tells me what's familiar feels like truth. And so this is very interesting to think about when we are dealing with our healing patterns, right? Our subconscious programming, like, okay, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Or money is hard to come by. How many of us grew up with that particular programming, right? And then you get into your business and you're like, oh my gosh, money doesn't grow on trees, which is actually a lie because it does, because money's made of paper. (laughs) So anyway, and then we're like perpetuating this old pattern, this old story that doesn't even belong to us. And so that's the place to get curious, right? When you have, can have that conscious awareness where it comes from the subconscious to the conscious level, you can start to play with that and go, do I believe that? Or is this just a familiar truth that I've been toting around in my little Kate Spade bag for longer than I want to? And am I ready to release that? Am I ready to let that go now and create a new story or a new reality based upon what I'm actually living? Like, what's the familiar truth that I want to adopt now? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If that's if if anyone's listening, go back and write that stuff down, because all of that was so helpful. It's like, like you said, stopping and getting curious. Because when we've already turned that switch on, our mind now has shifted to what could be instead of what is. Yeah. And so we we take an overview of like, wow, okay, so I'm curious and asking yourself about the judgment without being judging, judging yourself for that judgment, but yet just letting the thought pass you by. 
And I think it's almost similar to like a meditation form where we just kind of watch the thoughts go by. We don't act on it. We don't let them get caught in that filter trap, but just acknowledging and just giving yourself that grace and that freedom. Just be like, okay, that was just a thought means nothing. What else can I do? And start asking those questions. And, you know, a lot of that, even for me, was just about what I call like a mind funneling. You just ask yourself why, and then why, and then why. And so after each layer, you're funneling down because you're going to get the root of it. And that's kind of sometimes we just have to move the things out of the way to find the truth. Mm -hmm. And so when we can get down to that truth, that's the part that sets you free. That's where you start funneling back up with intent. And so having that intention, you're now shaping your life and in the thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns and everything that you're transpiring to become in that, you know, kind of coming full circle with like the beginning of this episode is the becoming. The becoming is what is the constant evolution and the work that is being done here and now. And that's just reframing our thoughts. And so, like you said, creating again, create a new story, let go of what was, redefine what could be and create again. Yeah. So good. Being a witness to ourselves is, is one of the greatest things we can do. And I mean, if you think about that with friendships, that's why I love coaching so much because coaching really at the core is about being a witness and holding with a client and just witnessing what's real for them, not trying to to wrestle it to the ground to change it, not shaming them or making it wrong or bad, but just witnessing it and saying, wow, that's what it feels like to be you. Tell me more about that. I really want to know because you're the genius. Like, look at you. You got here. You got Mm -hmm. all this way in your life. There is genius in you. Wow. Okay. Tell me more about that. And then for me as a branding coach, right? And a business coach, somebody who um, helps people take their special brand of brilliance, their genius, and then turn that into their signature offerings, their way of helping other people, their way of witnessing. We get to really play with the creative dimensions and aspects of how your personality works, about how your gifting works, how your energy system works, how you want to help. Oh, wow. That, that's a cool equation. I've never heard that before, Rachel. All right. Well, what if we do it like this? What do you think about that? You know, and so do you see this? It's like when we get out of the binary of being right or wrong, we can actually just be. And that, my friends, is the greatest gift we give to the people that we love because it's the most honest, authentic offering there possibly could be. Yes. And it's the greatest gift you give to yourself because what more freeing could it be than to know that you could just be you and own it. And, and that's, I think, you know, the authenticity that we aspire to live, but yet we get to, it's up to us to determine when we start. And so that freedom and that being, Ooh, that resonated. Yeah. Good. So, oh my goodness, this has been an incredible conversation and, and I'm curious to know how, how people can, you know, obviously learn about all the works that you do and follow along with you on your journey, because the journey never ends. It's this constant evolution, right? And so yeah. as we go through different changes, different seasons, different chapters, different things that happen in our life, it's, it's equipping ourselves with the tools, insight, and, and just knowledge of knowing when something is happening that we can quickly remedy that before it gets, you know, further out of control and set us back. But it's about being proactive instead of reactive. And I think that was a, 
that was a big lesson that I had to learn as well. And I'm so grateful for all of life's lessons because of it. Life is the, the biggest and best teacher out there. Right. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So yes, please share all the, all the information, all the goods. Yeah. So, um, I'm a business strategist, business mentor, branding, you know, guru, if you will, but we have a really heavy emphasis on the inner work. And, and so because of that, I've always done one-to-one mentorship. I have masterminds as well and a group program called Ignite Your Business. And so all these places have live coaching components because I just think it's really important to know my clients, witness my clients, meet them where they are, and then help them through the transformation that they are wanting, you know, and really just loving them right through that. So you can head to my website, amberlilystrom.com to learn about those programs and to connect about that. You can also send me a DM if you're curious and if anything resonated here. I also have a podcast called The Amber Lillystrom Show, and it comes out every Tuesday. There's a new episode. I've been doing it. I was thinking about this, Rachel. My podcast has been in existence for six and a half years. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. For six and a half years, every single week, there's been an episode. Like, that's cool. That's a cool thing. You know, when you look back on that and go consistency and the commitment, how, lo- how old is your podcast? Uh, over three. It's about three and a half years old. That's amazing. Yeah. Little sister. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so it. cool. <laughs> It's so, so cool. Congratulations on that. And then I'm also on Instagram. Of course, I love to share content over there on the regular, love to connect in the DMs. And I'd say if there was something helpful from this episode today from either of us, please tell us, you know, send us DMs, share this episode, tag us. We would just so appreciate it. You know, we're all in this together and wanting to grow and connect with the like-spirited folks that we're meant to connect with. And I just, I really believe in divine timing that's my number one sales strategy, frankly, is divine timing and just knowing that the right people find their way and you just don't need to live in a scarcity paradigm. It's a lie. And yeah, it's just the coolest thing when we can really just trust the uh, natural state of abundance that is available to each and every one of us. Yeah, so true. Um, this has just been an incredible conversation. And I just want to thank you for for just showing up and, and being your authentic self and just gifting us with your presence and all your insight and wisdom and all the things. Seriously, like this is um these are the conversations that I absolutely love having where we can get to that inner work and and feel the our stories and and our stories are what connects us and you know, we're more alike than we are different. And I think that if we had more time as, as, you know, humans that we can actually slow down where we can really connect with others and get to know each other from, you know, a deeper perspective, because that's where the uniting comes in. Um, you know, as we're in a time where there's so much divisiveness that it's, it's, let's just stop and be a human again and let's mm-hmm. connect. So thank you for sharing all of that. Um, you know, this has been a true honor. So thanks again. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you. Thank you. Ooh, that was so good. Yeah. Yes. And and I always ask like just a like a fun little bonus question after. Um, and so we do a little bit of a snippet, but what does confidence mean to you? Yeah. You know, um to me it's an energetic. It's it's being embodied within self. It's it's belonging to self and then emanating from there. And yeah, so it's like what is inside radiates outside and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I just think it's being, you know, really rooted within within self with that sort of inner oneness and then allowing that to to be like the the sort of congruence coherence from inside to out. 
Mm, beautiful. Yes, I agree. And that's, uh, it was funny when, just as a personal story, it was funny when uh, I would see women come into rooms and the thing that I always saw in them was this confidence. And it was something that I, I admired. I like aspired and I just really kind of beat myself up. Like how did, how were they born with it? Right. One of those like mm. Maybelline commercials. And, and it was something that took what felt like a lifetime to experience that myself. And like you said, it's uh it's that journey, it's the inner work and, you know, this light, you know, we had to get rid of the darkness that's inside so the light can shine. And so as the light was shining, you start to feel radiate radiating out all that love and goodness that's inside. And it becomes a light that's a magnet. It attracts others. And so having that embodiment is like this walking light that's lit within and that exudes the confidence and that attracts others as well. And it was something that I I didn't just learn and I couldn't just pick it up on a shelf. It was truly a transformational gift that I gave myself that I got to experience. And it was something that I was like, every woman needs to experience this. Every woman should, should feel that light that's inside of them and know that it's possible. Mm. Um, and so that was something that I was deeply committed to not only of my own inner work, but the work of giving back to others out there and, and creating, you know, courses and programs and podcasts like this to do exactly, you know, what I had overcome. Cause I'm like, you know, and, and similar to you, when you look back at your former, former self to where you are now, you can't stop it or help, but to look back and just be like, it gets better. Yeah. And it's worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's exactly that. It's beautiful. So, um, yeah, again, seriously, thank you for this conversation. Um, this has been an opening and, and somewhat, you know, reflective and uh, a reminder too, in many ways. Good. I'm so glad. Well, thanks for the opportunity to be part of your show. And if I can support in any other way, don't hesitate to let me know. And, um, yeah. Proud of you. Good work there, sister. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm obviously following, been following you for some time and just absolutely love what you do. And I, I know that this is just kind of the beginning of things. And so when we, when we get to that point, it's like, sometimes we, we get caught in that and we're like, no, just keep going. So Hmm. got it. (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, let me know when it's live. I'll share it out and, um, yeah, to be continued. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be in touch and I'll send you everything over for the, for the promotion as well. So thank you. All right. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye now. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the confident woman podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.